0: Welcome back to episode four of the Backpedal Podcast with your host, Jordan Texans Thoughts and Mr. John Crumpler. Today, we are very, very excited to bring you guys a special episode, Episode, long time coming with Mr. DJ Bienname. Bienname. I messed that up already. See,
1: I told you I would mess it up. I even asked you for it, and I still yeah, messed it win. up. Bienname. Bienname. There you just, go. Let it flow out naturally. When you, you do, think do. about it, you're going to mess it up.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I choked under the pressure. There you go. Um, but <laughs> but thank you for joining us, man. How you
1: doing today? I'm doing cool, man. I'm doing cool. uh You know, I, there's no practice today. They're traveling today, so yep. today's gonna be kind of like a, a laid back day for me in terms of texan coverage. Definitely. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So that's how we got introduced to DJ
0: um, in our Texans world. DJ is the new ESPN reporter for the Texans. He's been boots on the ground. He's been killing it. It's um, just more background on him. He's Got a master's in journalism from Columbia, a members of the Pro Football Writers Association. Association. Wow, my mouth today. My words are just not happening Come on, Jordan. Um, <laughs> <drink water>. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I need a chug a bottle, Uh okay. Formerly covering the New York Jets for the New York Daily News. And now this is first season switching over teams to the Houston Texans, man. So far, give us your initial impressions of, of how it's been to, to cover the team.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been uh, interesting. I will say that um, the PR staff is- pretty good in the sense that they um like if you ask for certain players one-on-ones like they they can set that up pretty well like so that that that's been pretty cool if i'm being honest um you know i mean the team the team has some interesting pieces for sure starting with uh davis mills you know and on down you know i'm saying you got davis mills you got a lot of young talent in damian pierce Mm -hmm. petrie stingley and you know, you combine some of that with some of the veteran talent like Tunsil and Brandon Cooks. You got Kirk's uh, Kirksey, a linebacker. I mean, they, oh, obviously, you have Gunnar Gennar is relatively young. He's third year, you know. So, like, there's some interesting pieces. It's, like, it's weird because, like, the um, Texas have kind of invested a lot of premium positions, right? Like, they have, mm-hmm. a, like, legitimate receiver. They have a legitimate pass rusher. They have talent at a uh, corner. You have Stigley, You have – um Steven Nelson, who, I mean, obviously not a star, but he's a nice vet. And then yeah. uh, so you have a uh, stud left tackle. So they've invested at those premium spots. They just got to kind of fill in the rest of the yeah. other spots. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I think what I'm hopeful of seeing this upcoming season is, is really, we
0: just continue on the upward trajectory. We know we're a rebuilding team. We know it's going to take some time, but I just want to see progress at the end of the
2: day. Yeah. We need more um, playmakers, but yeah. if the playmakers that we do have, we kind of need them to start to show something this year. I think that would be a good goal is – the guys we drafted in the last two years they're legitimate NFL players right
0: definitely definitely um okay yeah you guys check out dj's recent story on brandon cooks he had a good profile on him we'll link it in the description that was a good piece i like that a lot man wow. um but yeah i think you know we talked about you know why how we kind of met you and, and got to know about you and, and why we have you here and i guess what we really want to focus on is the, is the breaking news that dropped literally three minutes ago john yeah sean watson the suspension it's finally here
2: That it is. And we had originally brought on DJ. We were going to talk about Zach Wilson. We were going to talk about the Tyreek Hill PR campaign to promote Tua. But the NFL had other plans. Uh, Just about 10 minutes ago, it came down that Deshaun Watson and his camp have agreed to a settlement with the NFL and a suspension. It's going to be 11 games, which takes the team for week 13. Uh, For his first game back against the Houston Texans, a $5 million fine and mandatory counseling. Uh, so that means for those of us who are interested in what's going to happen to Cleveland, what's going to happen to the Texans first round pick that they own, they'll be. So Watson's going to be absent for Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Los Angeles, New England, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay. And then he'll be back for Houston, Cincinnati, Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington, and Pittsburgh again, uh, I guess the first thing we'll talk about this is – I'll give this to you, DJ. Do you think this is a bigger win for the NFL or a bigger win for Watson's camp? 11 games, five Probably
1: a bigger win for Watson's camp because with Watson's camp, you know, he's not suspended for the whole year. The NFL wanted to get him out for the whole year. I think that if he was out for the whole – like, out for the whole year, that would have been two years in a row that he wouldn't have played. So that would have meant, like, 2023 – he probably wouldn't have been that good. He probably for sure wouldn't have been where he was in 2020 because it's just hard to not play football for two whole years and then come back and hit the ground running It's virtually impossible. I mean, if you stop doing something at a high level for two straight years, when you get back that first year, there's no way you're going to be able to hit the ground running no matter what field it is and no matter how talented you are. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it's for sure a win for them. I mean, the NFL, it's not as much a win for them because you're still going to have people that already were critical about the NFL's policy and regards to um punishing domestic abusers or you know this in terms of discipline people that um you know why we, i don't know the word i was, that um assaulted women in some some capacity where sexually physically you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. verbally things of that nature and you going from six to eleven like i just saw a tweet that said like what's the biggest difference right like yeah you know I mean, if the browns are like five and five or Four and seven going into that uh, the week thirteen game or whatever, like they still quote unquote have a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. Versus if if he would have been out the whole year, like their season would have kind of been dead in the water, you know. Um, so I think it's more a win for the Sean Watson campus. I think that only increases the criticism for the NFL because again, you only increase in five games. You are pushing to get um, a whole year, and you know what what happened. Why weren't you able to get that whole year? Was it the million dollar five million dollar fine? Because I just so I think for sure it's more a win for camp for Watson's camp, and uh, when it comes to the NFL, they'll probably still get some top of scrutiny.
2: Jordan, your initial thoughts on eleven games, five million dollars?
0: Yeah, I think it's just a little underwhelming because of all the talk that, like DJ mentioned, we heard the NFL they set their goal at a minimum of a season to indefinite, and so you think they have essentially all the power in this situation. It was it came down to Roger Goodell, and he had the choice to wield the hammer and bring it down on Watson, and he handed it off to i believe his name is robert harvey is that the correct name peter peter, peter harvey. harvey there you go and uh 11 games you're not even doubling the initial suspension so for right. me it's a little underwhelming um i do think dj brought up a great point the brown season is still very much alive like they can hover around 500 without watson potentially um and then make it a, a playoff run so for me what i was curious about what i heard floated around there is um not floated around there by like a legitimate source but just kind of throwing things out there is what if Deshaun got suspended for maybe a playoff game or two that would have really been a different um level of impact for the Browns season so whether that would be in the 20 this current 2022 season or the 2023 season I think that would have been an interesting like wrench to throw in there um and see for it would be an unprecedented suspension but I mean this is an unprecedented scenario so I don't know man I think overall overall it's a little underwhelming but it is what it is at this point. First game versus Houston, man. Yeah, That's gonna be
1: crazy. Yeah, and we throw in that fact that it's, it was pretty clear. I mean, apparently, uh, if you look at some of like the contract legalities, the term it seems that like for Watson to get a credited season, he would have to play at least um I think five games to be able to get that. So then like his salary kicks into uh, I think forty million dollars, yeah, well, $40 dollars next year. Um so the contract could like be completely I don't want you to use the honored, but can still, kind of quote unquote, stay on track. Um, but again, like they could push back to that. And on top of that, they're not the first game is against Houston, which is now this obscene storyline where it's going to be like Deshaun Watson coming back to face his old team, blah, blah blah blah. But like in reality, like we kind of lose sight of in that mist, we're going to kind of lose sight of the fact of why it's his whole team along with what he's mm-hmm. done and what's happened up to this point. You know, now there's going to be all this controversy and all this thing swirling about. You know, Sean versus his old team. When, like, I mean, most folks don't really care that much about that outside of like Houston fan. Like, it's some intrigue, but like, yeah, most people with, like decency. You know, felt that he should have been on the pine for the whole year.
2: Yeah, I think it's a. I mean, it's a fascinating decision they reached, especially when. It seemed the NFL did want him gone for the whole year, but what we heard time and time again echoed is they especially did not want a national audience and a national spotlight on him going back to Houston. They want the Deshaun thing to fade into the background. Mm -hmm. And I understand that this might be a win for the NFL in the sense that nobody wanted to go to court. Nobody wanted to see what might be brought up at the federal level, Mm -hmm. especially when the results were ultimately going to be the same that the NFL would win out. But I don't know if this buries the storyline at all. I think this does put a huge spotlight on December 4th. And then from Watson's camp, you're right, DJ, the salary thing. You, you have to talk about it. Exactly. He's fined $5 million, which I can't remember a player ever being fined that much. But in the grand scheme of Deshaun Watson's four-year $230 million contract, he's going to play enough games that everything will proceed as usual. Yeah. It's going to be a drop in the bucket for him. And then let's go macro for Cleveland. When I'm I'm looking at the schedule at Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Is are, would any of us be shocked that the Browns start four and and0 with Jacoby Brissett against those teams? Oh, I would.
0: You be? I shocked. don't know about four no. and o. 3 and one. I could see two and two realistic. That's what I was saying. Okay. You was you cannot funny. be that big of a believer in Brissett.
2: Yeah, Brissett is bad.
1: Man. Yeah, he
2: is he, bad. he's 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 definitely a trailer. He's not a tractor. You got to pull him, but that's he's, he's a
0: trailer. Guy. Yeah, yeah, backup level guy.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's higher.
0: <laughs> <He> an anchor.
2: <laughs> yeah. okay, so the pits i think pittsburgh and carolina could be okay
1: dj this as probably, soon probably the
2: jets would you take the jets to beat jacoby Brissett in the browns week two
1: nah but i would say i would take the, the panthers to beat them week one i
2: i think i might too with baker and in pittsburgh i i personally kind of believe in what they did at quarterback yeah. at least in terms of it'll be better than last year so yeah, two right. and two Then we've got Los Angeles, New England, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami. But that's a that's a tough stretch. Yeah,
1: yeah. they might be two and five. I mean, they might be two and what? Uh like two and whatever then like they might lose all those games.
2: They could be two and nine. Yeah, but they could be two and nine, or they could be five and six, and I wouldn't be like like New England. I know DJ, you've tweeted about it. None of us exactly believe in what's going on (laughs) offensively there. Right. I just it's probably the least talented Bill Belichick team I can remember in the last decade. Probably. But if they can just float around four or five wins, when you put Deshaun Watson in that lineup, Houston, Cincinnati, Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington, Pittsburgh, it's not a lost season anymore. That top ten pick that Houston fans were dreaming about, that could be a little harder to achieve when he gets to come in
1: there and salvage the end. So Maybe, but you got to remember, though, that's going to be his first game. Gonna be that game's going to be in November. It's going to be his first game since, what was it, 2021 of like January? Like he would have been, he would have not played a full football game in like 17, 18 months. So, yeah. just to hit the ground running, I just don't see it. You know, you saw how he looked in the preseason game. Yeah. I that rust is no joke. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. I think there's a good chance that even when he got, I don't I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. Even when he comes back, like, I don't think they're going this magical, mystical run. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen.
0: So, yeah. Football is very much a sport that requires a lot of chemistry, continuity, especially with a new quarterback coming into this offense. And yep. yeah, he looked a little shaky in, in the preseason; didn't look like smooth um, with everything operating. I guess, correct me if I'm wrong. Now that the suspension suspension is official, is he still going to be allowed to practice with the team?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll be allowed to practice until the season starts. If he was gone for the whole year, then he couldn't practice with the team. Ah, yeah, he okay. he's going to come back he can still play the rest of the free season and still practice. And then once week one hits, he's gone.
0: Okay, yeah. So from week one to week 11, he can't practice then? Yep. Okay, so that will even make it worse because he like, he really won't be getting any reps whatsoever. Like we talked about live game reps, but even practice reps, like that would be something, man. So he'll be starting almost from ground zero right. again after another 11 weeks. Man, I don't know if they're going to be able to get it on track. John, you're, are you more optimistic that they will? They'll still make a, a miracle playoff push?
2: I don't, The AFC is probably too good. Like when yeah. I think about it in context of 17 – I think they're going to be in too big of a hole, especially in that division. Just so Houston, that's probably we'll see how good we are, but that's probably a winnable game. But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati and Baltimore—that's no joke to have to open up yeah. with, even like just playing one game. And by the time you're getting into your stride, if that, let's say, it takes three weeks for him to really feel like himself again, it's too late. It's too weak if, if it's week sixteen. Mm-hmm. But I still think this is huge for Cleveland, just in terms of. We'll also it's just gonna change the perception around the organization, the vibe that they're gonna have going into twenty twenty-three in terms of trying to establish some continuity with yeah. him under center. Yeah, this this season's probably a wash, but it's not gonna be completely lost.
0: No. So then I guess going off of that, what what would our expected what are we expecting the Browns to finish in the league? And what type of pick could Houston be expecting? Top half of the league? I don't think it'll be top ten.
2: Maybe I
1: think I think it'll be top ten. Top ten? Like That's later it. top
2: ten eight eight to 14 maybe somewhere in that range does that sound right
1: i think so. yeah
2: yeah yeah i think that sounds right there are some teams that are just gonna like the giants will be awful i think the <laughs> if Zach wilson misses time the jets will be awful the falcons and the seahawks might be the two worst teams in the league chicago is terrible houston we need another year of
1: drafting right yeah I mean, 16 right there and then there's gonna be like one or two teams that we don't expect to be awful Mm -hmm. That will be so yeah I mean we'll see see and then this is
2: a the last question how do y'all think the league tries to sell this decision is this going to be pushed as a look what the NFL did we got it to a double game suspension a unprecedented fine we're making him go to counseling we did a great job Um, look at how we handled this situation diplomatically or is this something that the league Really tries to push under the rug, and we hope that nobody talks about the
1: situation after the first week he's back. Yeah, I think I think the whole approach, to be honest, from the Browns' perspective, was to just hope that this all just blows away eventually. Mm-hmm. I think the NFL, like obviously, there, there. I think their statement is going to be along with what you said in terms of okay, this is what we try to do. So this is how we try to punish uh, the Tom Watson. All this is unprecedented things of that nature, and then they can hope that all kind of goes away. Yeah, that's. That's kind of how the, their approach has been when it comes to handling a lot, a lot of these situations. Just hope that it goes away because once the games start, people are going to, like, that the quote-unquote outrage is going to fade away.
0: Yeah, yeah, everything goes away with time. They're really just going to try and state the facts, state what they tried to do, and then have a blow over. Now they got the new storyline with him going to Houston, returning, to kind of mask that, the old storyline. And so they just can continue to kind of milk this now. It's it's crazy, man. This is never going to end, I feel like, the storyline. It will, end, but
2: and that—that's what I think is so odd and fight. It is unprecedented, and it's such an egregious thing that's happened. But uh, DJ Jordan, you guys are right. I think once football's there, and once we have all the concurrent storylines of the season, we have eight division races going on every year. We have new people who enter the MVP conversation, new people who become fantasy football darlings, and once Deshaun is back and throwing touchdowns to Amari Cooper, and there's other stuff happening around the league. I do agree that. It's going to fade. And that's probably the league strategy. But I, I don't know the word to describe how I feel about the suspension. Maybe it's just, um is it, is would anticlimactic feel fair 11 games? Right. I think
0: so too. A little anticlimactic with everything that we've heard, with everything that they were pushing for. A little anticlimactic, not even pr- doubled. And you predicted 12. So you were close, John. You're close.
2: I just, I didn't think they'd want him in this game, but. It's yeah. not like this is a national TV game. This is going to be buried regionally. It's a Houston-Cleveland game, so maybe people in Texas will get it. People in Ohio will get it. But,
0: yeah. well, question to you, John. Now, are we going to that game? We got by tickets.
2: I'm going to call you I, to call it, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I do want to go to a game, and that—that's oh, right, DJ, someone on the beat, and someone who. You know, the fans kinda got on your ass yesterday for saying they're they're not bought into the regime. They they just decided to ignore all the context of the statement that you made that it's still a Cal McNair and, and Jack Easterby yeah. franchise. Will will that be the only sellout game of the year
1: for Houston? And will it sell out? I think week one. Um I think we want to sell because the week one, like most people yeah. like you know what I'm saying, like that mm-hmm. will sell out. I think that will sell out also. Um and I think back with that statement, I think it I, I think I should have like specified it, like talked about the owners and you have Jack used to be. And then obviously I, you know, I kind of learned that a lot of fans are bought into Nick Casario, but the buzz for sure still, I mean, like I haven't been able to really see it in that aspect. Um, and it's not even and I I think some of it has to do, just do to what like there's just so many questions, right? Like yeah. you guys don't we don't know if Davis knows the future yet. We don't know if W. Smith is the future yet. So, like, you're kind of – there's a lot of – I should have phrased it as not checked out, but a lot of wait and see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of just waiting, you know. So, I think I should phrase it as that. Not, per se, not specifically, like, checked out, but, like, a lot more wait and see because, I mean, there's no way this was the vibe that – Texas fans had when Deshaun Watson was here, JJ mm-hmm. uh, Hop, when you guys were making the playoffs every other year. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you guys, were, you guys legitimately thought that each year you had a shot, especially where Deshaun was playing very well. You had you had Hop that you guys could win a, a championship. Like I know the vibe was a lot different, a lot more, there's a lot more excitement than there is mm-hmm. now. I don't, I don't even know if that's even like comparable. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: No, definitely. I think like what you mentioned with the uncertainty, that kind of creates division among the fan base. And so you've right. got your Nick Casario stand, but you've got your Jack Easterby critics and, and Cal McNair critics and Lovey critics and, and whatever it may be. So right now it's a little bit divided, but I think hopefully as we progress into the future, it might take time, but hopefully we can become uh, more united. Uh, but John, I got to go. Is that okay?
2: Yes, go. Yes,
0: I got to go. Okay, we'll wrap it up.
2: Thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. You're doing a great job on the Houston beat. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Where can they find your work?
1: Yeah, the DJ anime, Um and I, you know ESPN just um, just go on the Houston Texans blog and then my some of my work would be there. But yeah, on Twitter, yeah, Instagram, DJ B So I mean, if you have any questions, just add me and I tend to interact with fans. So yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome man, you? we really appreciate it. DJ, take care. We'll have have to have you on again. This was great. Have a good rest of your day, man. All right, you got you too. Peace out.